0: Welcome to the Self Consciousness Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Jennifer Way, and I am so happy that you are here. Today, I have a very special guest uh, named Kate Wolf. Kate Wolf is a comedian, producer. I'm not sure she will say that, but she is, um, and she is also an art teacher. But I described Kate in the podcast. Kate is the OG East Coast comedian who started integrating spirituality over 10 years ago. Kate was someone that I knew had to be on Sacred Comedy, had to be a part of it. And I insisted so many times that um, she come and perform. And we finally got a time for her to perform. She is going to be headlining the Sacred Comedy show uh, November 18th. So if you're in or around the New York Tri-State area, come to Jersey City. November 18th, Kate's going to be performing um, along with Tata Charisse. Was an amazing comedian, and Rachel Parenta from Jersey City, who I adore. Um, so Kate came on the show. I was recently on her podcast as well. And um, this conversation is wonderful. We get into spirituality. We get into a little bit about the comedy business. We talk about art. We talk about healing. We talk about finding your way when you're opening up to energies and things like that. So all the usual stuff. Kate's amazing um please listen watch on youtube or spotify and uh please share subscribe all the things thank you for listening and watching and i'll see you inside welcome kate wolf to the self-consciousness
1: podcast thank you
0: for having me I am so excited to have you on. We're just going to launch right into it. We are very unstructured here on this podcast. Um, Although what I would love to do is for you to answer or let me know if you've looked at any of the things I emailed you the other day. (laughs) So everybody welcome Kate Wolf. Kate Wolf, everybody is an, oh my gosh. So Kate, the best way I can describe you is like, you're the, the East coast OG spiritual comedian. Thank you. <laughs> you're very <laughs> welcome. And, um, I, I said this in the intro, but I would not let Kate not talk to me. <laughs> I, I just kept emailing her and messaging her. If I had found her number, I probably would have called her as well um to be on the sacred comedy show to be part of it in some capacity and just to like be in my life
1: <laughs> so here we are
0: and um Kate has so graciously agreed to come on the podcast and she she and her husband CJ invited me onto their podcast so
2: go watch that it's called the say it. (laughs) It's Invasion of Privacy. Invasion of Privacy. We named it that before Cardi named her album that. I just want to say we did not use a Cardi album to name our podcast. I already knew that. Okay. This is, I'm like,
0: I'm sure that that came later, but so I'd love for you to just tell everybody who you
2: are, what you do, and let's just go from there. So, I am an art teacher and was an art teacher. So I say that because I was an art teacher for about 10 years. And then I went through a divorce and had joint custody of my son. So I had free time to pursue whatever I wanted. So I tried working or not working, volunteering for a nonprofit called Charity Water. And then I switched to my own jewelry company. I made my bracelets by the way. I love it. So um yeah. I had a jewelry company for a bit and then I found comedy. And it clicked, it felt right. I loved it. I was so motivated that I would teach during the day and then and then from Jersey drive into the city and you know started with open mics and then it was doing all sorts of shows from like basements in Brooklyn to you know penthouse random like shows at a bar you know it was every kind of show because i was mostly in manhattan and the surrounding cities so i'm doing that and then i guess yeah i quit teaching because they were giving me a hard time there were two other art teachers who did not like my comedy and they wanted me out so and my soul wanted out anyway so the push You know, because at first I was going to like fight them. And I'm like, why fight for something I don't want want deep down? So I left. I found a job at a production company. And the next thing I know, I'm in a car accident with my son. We survived, obviously. And I started experiencing a different state of consciousness. I was getting visions. I was seeing this purplish blue energy. (laughs) following me so it just really opened me up into what is reality what is going on did i hit my head you know and 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 slowly finding the people i could talk to about it that wouldn't immediately commit me and one of them was he's a well-known actor now his name his name's Dan Fogler he and another friend of mine both owned a production company in the same building as my in the same floor as my production company so he's he's the one that kind of started to tell me oh yeah enlightened aliens exist there's all this stuff out there and it's funny because now he's like associated with harry potter movies which
1: is really? magic
2: oh, so it's funny how that that works it's like he knew about magic and now he's in movies about magic but it started there. And then I just met some friends. I had an ex and they were deep into the spiritual world. So suddenly I was combining spirituality and my comedy. And let me tell you about 10 years ago, it wasn't all well received. It was some of my most awkward material, but there was something inside of me that's like, no, I got to talk about this. And then every now and then I'd have someone be like, Yeah, like an aliens in the in the crowd. And we'd start talking about the different kinds, and the rest of the audience would be like, What the hell is going on? So I had to, you know, get back on course. But yeah, I was I started combining the two and had three different shows at different times, um, trying to combine it. And then I got sick. And I also had some trauma coming up and it kind of pushed me away from comedy for a bit and right now I'm back to teaching art (laughs) which is crazy because I can't let them find my comedy some of them did and it was an incident and it's like I'm the not famous Hannah Montana
1: oh and
2: it's interesting because when the eighth graders found my comedy because I have them call me by my now married name So, my comedy is under my maiden name. So, I didn't think they'd find it, but then it was printed on report cards, my actual, you know, because I haven't, (sighs) it is now in the process of being legally changed. But they found it and I was like getting bullied. I felt like I was in eighth grade and that I had sent a boy like a boob pick and it was getting spread around because some of my comedy is. Dirty. I've tried to go through it. I've taken down so much, but I don't want to take down all of it because it's like over a decade of material that I have seen other people take. And I don't want to say no. And some have been, it's been emulated. So I'm like, no, I want to keep it up because it's important. Like I put this out there when it wasn't easy to put out there, but it's been an interesting road to walk now doing both and still wanting to be in the comedy world but I like an early bedtime <laughs> it's like how can we manifest these lives that really feel good and don't just drain the crap out of us you know I think we're trying to figure that out together anyway yeah I am <laughs> uh-huh. It was a long
0: response. Oh, I, <laughs> this is what we're here for This is what I want. I want long, longest, longer responses.
2: I'll try to keep it entertaining. Oh no. Would oh, not please. give me a symbol of like. A we don't have soul. to, like we making- don't have
0: to try. <laughs> no, <just> okay. <laughs> no, but I, I was talking about this with, I had another guest on um, who is on the West coast and she's a mom and she's like her kids really young and, and, and your kid is, he's almost fully cooked, but like the idea of women in comedy taking away even the spiritual part, it's, I feel like comedy is, and has to change to accommodate a different style of a different lifestyle in a way, you know, and, and the early Ah. bedtime, you know, and it's like being able to dictate a new way of entertaining people, you know,
2: is what I believe we are here to do. <laughs> Amen. I agree. And when I was doing comedy, I still am, but not as frequently when I was going in and out of Manhattan all the time, I couldn't do it as much as everyone else. Cause I, at the time when I started had a five-year-old who would sometimes come with me to the comedy clubs, which trust me, was an issue with one of his teachers, but got a joke out about her. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, she was a real, she was a real mean one. But um, yeah, I just feel like you have to, with everything in your life, feel out what's right for you. If you try to go by what is right for other people, you could just get sick, honestly, yeah. or unhappy, unfulfilled. And for me, I still feel that I'm a comedian. I'm doing your show in November. I just want to find spaces that I feel are welcoming and where I can be myself. And, you know, there, there are a lot of toxic environments in comedy and some of them got to me. Some of them didn't and I missed them. And when I head back into the Manhattan area, I will go there, but I think it did a doozy on me, that world, like being deep in the comedy world while having all these spiritual awakenings. I went through a five, well, it's a four year spiritual program. And then I did a grad, a year of grad school in it. So it was just like a lot going on. And wow, I was working with different deities and all sorts of things and, you know, digging up trauma. So it kind of took me out. And now here I am still trying to figure out exactly what my dream career is and will be but I believe the healing work and just trying to find out who I am (laughs) will allow the truest manifestations to come to fruition because I don't want the kind that the ego wants but then the soul feels "Eh, this isn't actually what I thought it would be you know
0: yeah it's it's like it's there's I there's going to be a new way to do it and bringing those things together I mean I mean, we talked a little bit about this on your show. It's like, it's just so interesting seeing people who you know were never into spiritual stuff. And now it's like, oh, okay. I see you're manifesting. Got it. Okay. But it's just like so much of it. I guess I don't want to be negative about it because it's like, I want to say a lot of it has been watered down, but I feel like it, Any way people can kind of get to a point of knowing they can heal themselves or or in you know conjunction with other people, it's like that's that is ultimately what we want. I just um it's just so funny how trendy
2: it all is. I have found in my life with everything that you have to feel into it because I used to try to navigate using labels. I used to be a very strict vegan for a little bit and then vegetarian. So it's like, oh. You're a good person if you're vegan. Now, by the way, I eat meat again. I eat a lot of vegan and vegetarian foods, but my body was breaking down, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway. So I just feel like listening to your intuition about it is the way. I forget the rest of what I was going to say.
0: No, I mean, that was it. That was perfect. I mean, it is it is about listening to your intuition and and for people to trust themselves. I always feel like that's yeah. the most difficult thing. And so you do healing work as well. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that.
2: Yes, I do healing work and I read tarot cards. So I kind of try to combine them, usually the cards with the non-dual Kabbalistic healings. So I learned these incredible healings and then stepped away from the school. So it's an interesting thing, but I'm certified It was incredibly deep stuff. You're dealing with the Kabbalistic tree of life and the tree of life consists of 10 sephirot that represent qualities of consciousness or God slash goddess. It's like the fabric of the universe. Mm -hmm. So they have these 10 qualities and the school teaches you to intimately start to work with them intimately not intimately. Cause when I say intimately, it's not like, <laughs> not you, don't sexually, like you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. you Thank don't want to get too into there. I don't think, but, um, but no, they, they teach you how to kind of dance with them. I'll say, and what they are and you feel it. And they also go into some sacred, a lot of sacred texts, some from the Kabbalah. Some from the Zohar, and they also the the person who started the school, who's does most of the curriculum. He has studied Zen Buddhism. He's basically studied uh, so many different types of ancient wisdom and then put it together in a way that that is beautiful. I just have some some beef with how the structure of the school went when I had an issue. I don't like to even talk about it too much. No, it's okay. I still you, use the healings they taught me exactly. so i have to honor it in many ways as yeah. well yeah and i think that that's
0: that's, the, that's a very great point to bring up because i think you know there are so many courses and classes and and you know like certifications and and you went to grad school for it of course like the jew in me is like oh my god good for you jeez like yeah. i'm so bad at school but i feel like there's always going to be like t- pulling parts of it integrating it into like your own way and kind of really what rings true for you um and and kind of you know just turned it into like your own your own thing and yeah. um you know but the truth is it's like a lot of you know even buddha or or even like okay so the man who started reiki and it, he he <laughs> basically was the same way like he brought he was studying ancient texts, he was searching, he was looking for something. So he did as much as he could with what existed at the time, and then came upon this energy and created a system out of it that, you know, it's like now has been watered down even more in the West, (laughs) but still, but it, it still taps into something that is almost archetypal about our own ability to be a human organically that can heal and have some kind of life force energy flowing through us and learning how to even heal ourselves.
2: Yes. And it's so beautiful. We can, you know, my journey, I grew up basically a Jewish atheist. Um, and I wasn't really looking for an awakening and then just slowly I became agnostic. Okay. Maybe there's something, maybe there's some magic. I don't have all the answers. How could I have all the answers? Then came, you know, boom, the accident. And even before that, my son came in really enlightened saying, because I was like, I think when we die, that's it. He was like, you're wrong. We're all energy. We keep going. He would say, I came down here to wake you up. So he really played a part in that journey as well. And now he's almost 17. He does, you know, he's got a little bit of that, but he's trying to live his normal 17 year old life. And Um, I'm down for that it's his own journey but um yeah so I awaken
0: I love that I I love that he said
2: that I hate even saying awakening by the way because I feel like the whole woke culture because I know what that means that's like kind of what you're talking about where you say the quote that's great but then it's a whole other thing to embody it and I think that's the key is, do you embody not just the wisdom, but the concepts or the qualities? And can you have a relationship to the different parts of yourself? We attain wholeness. And yet so many of us are so terrified of the different parts we have within. And I think that's a big part where my journey began is like, okay, what is reality and who am I? You know, why do I keep repeating certain cycles that are so painful? You know, and I basically beg to the universe, like, (laughs) bring to me whatever I need to stop this pain. You know, I want to live a free life and I want to be a great mother and help my son to be free in this world. And I think intention is so important. Marianne Williams, is it Marianne Williams or Williamson? Yeah, Williamson. Yeah. The presidential candidate. I like her, but she said something like, fuck your intention. And she had somewhat of a point where it's like the collective intention is the most important. Well, yes, (laughs) you could almost call that, call that global consciousness, whatever. Yes, that's important. But I do think it's important to have an intention, you know, and mine is always for healing and evolution. So when you move forward with that, I think everything Rumi quote is grist for the mill. Yeah. Everything you encounter, whether it's shitty, it's good, you are using it to enlighten yourself to evolve and I try to make sure that that's what I'm doing and I have made many mistakes in my yeah. life, but I always used it to learn and to get better and evolve love everything you said i'm so happy you're here
0: <laughs> and it's 2:22, and i'm so happy with this being recorded and it's a full moon today on top of i know that. how crazy we didn't pick that on purpose we i'm i might have oh really <laughs> i might have i feel like it's been it's like there's so much going on subconsciously i feel like i've al- almost turned off consciously And I don't know, I don't
2: know if that's it. It's probably a
0: dissociative thing. (laughs) It's probably not a great thing. And you have
2: powerful dreams, correct? Do you have premonition dreams? uh, Talk a little bit about your dreams. It's a
0: mixed bag. I mean, like it's a mixed bag. Sometimes sometimes I get premonitions. Sometimes I'll dream about my mom. Um, She passed about five years ago. And like, you know, those will feel very real. Um, I've definitely had premonition dreams when I was younger. Um, Got it. But I, for now, it it really is sort of setting the intention of receiving or do, I feel like the thing that I always like, and, and it's going to gross me out. Sorry, my brain just jumped ahead like five steps. I was like, I used to say, instead of intention, I used to say doing it on purpose. And then I realized there was that there was like a podcast named On Purpose by that guy. I don't know, Jay Shetty or whatever, but it was just, it always felt better to be like doing it on purpose than just to like do it. Um, I always felt like, especially when I was younger, a lot of the sort of behaviors I picked up on and the things I ended up developing were very much kind of coming from like a narcissistic sort of codependent dynamic between me and my mom. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that was like about sort of manipulating and, and getting people to feel comfortable which is still manipulation, which I still, you know, it's almost like those people pleasing behaviors. Those are the things I really wanted to work on when I started doing a lot of this stuff. Cause it was like, I'm not, uh, I had to not be myself for so long that the real person who I am is like, very like, sure, let's do it. Which is really hard to decipher and be like firm in my, because I am like all air. I was telling you that, you know, like I'm I'm a Gemini in four, like placements. So it's like, like sun rising.
1: You Venus, have Pisces
2: right? in there too, right? And I have a Pisces moon. Okay. Um, so yeah, <laughs> right. So that's it's true. like, it's but a- I think that's a great, th- those are great combinations. Very fairy, like <laughs> love fairy energy, obviously. And, and I was going through a little bit of your Instagram. I commented on the pictures where you look like what I think is your highest Self, oh, very fairy like, and I was like, "Oh yeah," because I can often see people's higher selves. It's not yeah. crisp, right? It can ultimately change. It's a different energetic form. But I was like, "Yeah, no, she nailed it," and it shows that your third eye, which is linked to our imagination, is right on the money. Which, oh wow, we already know. We had a great podcast and then yeah. chat after, so we we know that we feel similarly about
0: yeah <laughs> I will now that you bring about this up I was like well that was AI those things were all like AI really things. yeah that was all AI
2: and what what
0: did the AI do like what what was a, you cover? upload so you upload like 10 photos everyone was able to do it for free for some reason I couldn't figure that out but a you upload like 10 photos and then it it spits out based on like themes one of them was like fairy goddess and then there was like medieval there was like all these different themes and then there's even like anime version of you was this through
2: tiktok or something no it
0: was through this app called lenza which i think got in trouble
2: because they were basically
0: like pulling from like artists so they were pulling from like artist work and then creating these images. I thought you people. created
2: them on Photoshop yourself. Oh, they no. were so beautiful.
0: Oh, yeah, you got to hold on to
2: those. I know. <laughs> those were incredible.
0: Well, I'll be honest. Like I was, I'll get a little personal. I don't love talking about this because I, I always feel like body issues is just like such a weird thing. But, but I kind of decided, I'm, I wasn't feeling very comfortable in my body. I've always had eating disorders, eating issues. Um, you know, there's always been weight issues in my family, very like on both sides. I know a huge part of my, like what I'm supposed to do here is, uh, ancestrally, like really heal a lot of the, that stuff, that sort of disconnection. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I kind of got to this point where I was like, Oh, I just want someone to do it for me. I just want to like have surgery and just like get it all taken away, you know, and, and then I was like, nah. I was like, we're going to do this. Like you're just going to do this one day at a time. You're going to eat right, you're going to exercise, and that's it. Like you're not going to take these hormone gummies that you see like advertised on Instagram because I'm getting like slammed with them. So, I guess the thing I'm trying to say is like I made a decision that I was like, I'm going to I'm going to make myself into a goddess. Like that I'm it's time. So it's almost like those photos were inspiration because I was like, this is, this is where I want to go for myself. You know, it's like, I, I'm ready to not feel gross again. Like, and, and I think for most of my life, I've wasted a lot of time feeling very ugly just because I don't, like, I know I'm beautiful now, but in the past, it's like, this wasn't exactly like Barb. There wasn't a Barbie that looked like
1: this. <laughs> Know, this wasn't well exactly. that's what's
2: so beautiful about what's changing yeah. now yeah. is just that oh yeah a lot of different colors and skin types and hair types just every there's a lot of different types of beautiful yeah you know and that's slowly shifting I haven't seen the new Barbie movie but I'm me neither guessing and hoping it, it goes in that direction I could see a little bit from the trailer just you know her not wanting heels but wanting to Oh. stand flat that's a good direction I did feel like one of the scenes in the movies pulled from a stand-up joke I had a little too closely um so it probably you know I got a tiny little bit triggered in the trailer but I was like who knows if that was on purpose or a subconscious or whatever thing
1: but yeah. I do plan
2: on watching it but I think I I just do see especially when you look at different models when you're shopping for clothing Different sizes, different color skin, just finding beauty no matter what. So yeah. that that is changing because I agree. The other way, it's just it chokes you out. Every it does time.
0: choke you out, and not in a sexy way. Sorry. No.
2: No.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I also way.
0: like. I'm I'm really. It's I I'm I'm very excited to see the sort of not aftermath of Barbie. But I know that in a couple of years, we'll be able to see a cultural shift. And I'm excited to see what that brought out in people. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I mean, I mean, Barbie for me is just triggering. I mean, I loved I loved Barbie and I I
2: still do love bar. I love Barbie. I still love the concept of a doll that's beautiful. But I hope and I think the Barbie movie saying it's got to be made more realistic. Different sizes, you know, like you can have Barbie change it, make different dimensions, colors exactly. You know, the kind that people can relate to because they are really good dolls in terms of like the size and how they market the proportions and the different kinds, the variety has to change. Yeah, hopefully, it will. And I think that is where we're headed. I think enlightened people are moving up in life and becoming CEOs and hopefully changing the way. Businesses go about being economical, how they treat the climate, how they treat what beauty is. So I think we're going to keep seeing shifts as the people who have been doing spiritual work gain more power in whatever career they're in. And there's a whole Hopi prophecy, Hopi or Native Americans, I don't know any of them. They might hate someone like me. Talking about their prophecy, but it's it's about rainbow warriors coming together, people of all races, all sizes, coming together to help save the earth. Yeah. And you know that's what's going on. And systems just need to evolve and change everywhere. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Aliens are now being disclosed fully. Thank thank heaven. I've been waiting on that one because Bashar predict. I wonder when Bashar did predict. I think he predicted a little bit later and I was like, no, I want them here a little earlier.
0: Yeah. But- I think people started, I think because there were so many timelines of possibility.
1: I no, know that, that like, true.
0: yeah, like I remember around COVID, there was a lot of stuff that people were predicting and and calling out. And I've been listening for a long time. Um, Bashar, if you guys don't know, is a person who channels, uh, oh no, uh, Daryl Anka is a, is a, Human who channels an alien named Bashar. Um, you can find him all over YouTube, and uh, and yeah. Kate listened to him. I list, I used to listen to him as well um, because it's fascinating, and uh, I think the it's really. I mean, it, I think it's really funny, and there's been all these memes online that like, okay, everyone knows aliens are real. And like, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> like, how funny is that? And I remember thinking when they were making these predictions, like, oh, it'll be right. Yeah, because I remember like they'd say 2025 to 2027. By 2030, the decades of 20, the 2030s, we'll be like working with them. You know, like things won't be. I don't, do you remember sorry i'm all over the place there was a tv show in the 80s v and i think they did a remake later but it was basically about aliens that were like living with us like like openly and it was like this is Fiction what the world- or- no, it was like a science fiction kind of a TV show, but it was like, okay. it was cheesy, but it was like an eighties, like okay. aliens living with us kind of. And it's like, we've had so many movies and stories about like what it's going to be like. Everyone's already programmed into like what it's going to be like. But anyway, I wanted to bring up the point you were sort of talking about um, about like entertainment. I feel like um, entertainment is one of the spaces. I mean, there's so many industries that need healing. But I feel like because of the intense competition and everything, like, I I wonder what's going to happen to that. I mean, it's, I'm hoping that the work that you do, the work that I do, the work that other people like us do helps topple the entertainment industry as we know it, because it has to be toppled. I'm putting it out there. From your
2: mouth to God's ears. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And like, you know, with all of the, you know, thank, you know, with everyone picketing and like protesting, well, protesting, it's, it's a great thing. Um, I just wonder, I, I wish I could see where it's going to go. I mean, I'm sure if I sat down and asked, I could probably get an answer, but
2: I I think the cool thing about the school I went through is it was about non-duality and I loved it because it helped me even see the light in the dark within me and it's like yin yang energy and i think what is coming forward is a spiritual apocalypse i've been calling it to be honest Ooh. and i'm not completely sure how that's all going to unfold we're already seeing crazy climate change weather related incidents and you know with the wildfire smoke that was nuts that's like, insane barely being able to breathe. And yeah. so I think um, there are just be- big, deep shifts coming and there's going to be a lot of positive wrapped in it and a lot of, I don't want to say negative, but yeah, know some you darker parts to it. And because um, and we talked about this before, the tower card comes yeah. through a lot in this moment with tarot. <laughs> yeah. And it's about things crumbling that have cracks in them they're not working we're talking about these systems that need to fall and they do but there's sadness still in seeing things crumble you know even if it's a building with cracks it still was a beautiful building and there's still you know your heart's connected to it but then it's the rebuilding. It's mm-hmm. things being built that are sustainable, that are kind, that don't drain one person so another person can flourish. You know, it's that parasitic way of living that we're in. And so many of us light workers are speaking up. And, and light workers is such, I, I don't know fully how I feel about it. Cause like yeah. I said, with non-duality, there's it's it's evolution workers, people who are assisting. Yeah and the earth not dying and just wanting us to get to a new way of living because we've been honest about something's off and if you don't see that something's off go take a walk in a neighborhood where most of the people are homeless sleeping outside you know like that's what we need to wake up to you know Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying I'm doing everything to fix it but I have been voicing for a long time, I had one of the first podcasts, you know, and I and I was one of the first people to try to start talking and did start talking about spirituality on a comedy podcast where people are like, this bitch is fucking nuts. And this stuff's important because when we realize that reality isn't what we think it is, and that there are other beings around us that have been around us, um, but we're waking up to, to who they are, what they are, I think there's an opportunity for a better world where we're not killing all the oceans. So you know, <laughs> And, the, and you, like if we kill all the oceans, we're dead. And that's the trajectory we could possibly be on. But I chose, talking about Bash- Bashar in different timelines, I chose a timeline where Earth survives. Aliens come pretty quickly. We recognize we're on an intergalactic council and we fix the fucking shit. So that's the timeline I'm on and people can still call me crazy, but I got called crazy 10 years ago and now we've got alien disclosure. So,
0: Oh, (laughs) what a fucking gorgeous time. Like I'm, I'm, I definitely like, you know, how you say like, I'm here for this, like we're (laughs) here for this, like in so many ways, like lifetimes, like we're here for this. And it's, it's. It's a lot of fun. It's so funny. My daughter said something yesterday. Oh, I don't know what, in what context it was saying, but she, but it was so funny that I wrote it down. She's like, yeah, it's fun to survive. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it really is. It's like way more exciting than having everything that you need, like right next to you. And how I, I think we, she? she's 14. Okay. Of course I was like, you're bringing your son. I'm like, maybe I'll bring my daughter. <laughs> Wait, how old's your son? Oh, my son is, oh no, I was going to say you're, so you're going to be oh, my headlining our show in November, which I'm plugging. I'm going to be plugging a million times until then. Um, and your son is going to be doing a surprise like set, which is just so freaking everything that I want sacred comedy to be. Um, if, like to witness that is going to be like you guys can't miss it you just can't you're just not gonna be able to miss it um so you better fucking come but <laughs> like I was thinking well my son is 12 but my daughter is 14 and I was like I okay can bring my daughter
2: <laughs> bring her <laughs> yeah you know, I fun. I know so some of the students that did find out I do comedy some of them were bullies about it and some of them don't give a crap yeah you know they're like when can we come to a show and I'm like I don't know if that's going to happen, but if I was going to, which I'm not going to, yeah, 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 it would be yours because I was like, oh, oh well. no, that that's too many crossing boundaries. Yeah. Like, even you know, it's just that a lot of um, because now they're heading to high school and and yeah. the stuff they talk about and the language they use, it's like, you know, it's it's way beyond how I how I speak in some of my dirtiest jokes. Yeah.
0: I know you I was know. like we're not telling them anything they don't already know and haven't like read about or And that's the thing
2: them. about teaching too. It's just like there's a concept and I understand being a good role model. But, you know, you have to understand what does that mean? And and it doesn't mean being totally fake and having to wear a mask and I'm all about yeah, you you should shift into teacher mode. You're not their friend, but at the same time you're not supposed to be this like, hello, kids, how are you? Then you're a robot. And then they don't connect. And then are they really going to retain any information or concepts? Because they're like, this robot's teaching me. And do I want to be a robot? You know, so you have to still be a human, but <sighs> I, I'm, I'm hiding. Open. My, I'm changing my name. I don't want them to find my comment. Oh, yeah. No, but like, you,
0: <laughs> you should open a school. I would, I to would love
2: to do that. Because,
0: you know, even just what you were talking about before with like um, imagination being the doorway to intuition, like people don't know that, you know, that, if I had known that when I was a kid, I mean, and that's also one of those concepts that it's very hard to, although I feel like you can find the right words where it you can get it by, but for those kids to understand that when something pops into their head and they can actually do something with that or understand it as being a potential message for them or another part of themselves trying to reach down in and communicate something to them you know it's like and as an art teacher wow mm-hmm. you can you can really mold the minds you can really like but yeah you have to be careful with that stuff because i'm sure if anyone gets wind of you you know you know like i'm so scared meanwhile like fucking these Christian right people are out here just trying to infiltrate every part of our lives, and I'm like, keep it a secret. You don't want them to know you're giving them, like, you know. I am, yeah. I am
2: doing my best to hide for sure. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You know. Yeah. But a lot of these kids, I wanted to say, they're very spiritually in tune because they have TikTok and social media, and they're seeing the trending spiritual videos. So a lot of this, my students in art class, like we did surreal landscapes, right? We learned about S- Salvador Dali. Yeah. I have, I, I don't have a smart board. I have prints, some posters that I've had and that I, I, that were already at the school. I love Dali, but he's not, oh, you know, I don't have the most diverse artists as I would like to in terms of posters. That's what I'm going to work on getting this year. Anyway, taught about Dali doing surreal landscapes And some of the things that my students were putting in there, I was like, they were putting third eyes on these creatures and portals. And I was like, okay, a lot of these kids are way more awakened than I think their parents probably know. And it's just cool getting to be their art teacher and getting to have a safe space, a real safe space where I appreciate humor. I appreciate whatever is they're experiencing and I don't shut them down. I make sure their art's appropriate.
0: Uh, of course. <laughs> I shut
2: that down. If, yeah. If that's Otherwise it, it has
0: to be something. Yeah, it has to be a form of expression when when kids are. I feel like there's so much overexpression from this younger, especially from like Gen Z. It's like. I don't think we all need to know all this or hear this. Like maybe let's keep some of it private. It just feels like it's like way, way oh, too much. I
2: hear so much in the art room and some, I mean, and, and it can go real far. And I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. I'm serious. I'm right here. Look, I'm <laughs> right here. I can hear you. And sometimes, sometimes they just laugh. Sometimes I'm like, oh, sorry. You know, sorry, Missy, you know, but. it. it but it,
0: they're go- still so comfortable with you. So They're that's probably a good thing. Yeah.
2: They might have to fear me a little bit more. Cause when, when my students start throwing materials across the room uh. and I'm like yelling to stop and they don't, I get real pissed. Cause I'm like, you're putting people in danger and you're completely disrespecting the materials. And without materials, I have yeah. nothing to yeah. do. Yeah. Oh. Why am I even here? You know, yeah. it, to me, that's just like, other level.
1: Do
0: you know We're- that I know it's and I I hate that. I hate that part. I I that's been a huge for me a spiritual things like learning not to explode into like a fire dragon, uh, which I tend to do. Um I have not a lot of I have a lot of patience in certain things, but I guess just maybe specifically towards my son. I just have no patience with certain certain behaviors. And he's 12. He's 12. But I mean I also at the same time, recognize that I've instilled those behaviors and have even encouraged some of them um in the wrong way. So I'm like, oh, this is this is what this is what being bitten in the ass feels like. <laughs> but I was gonna ask you, do you do you you must know Hilma Afklint. She's the yes.
2: And I hope it's okay that I did this. I before she kind of had a resurgence of popularity. Yeah. I, Because um, one of her paintings actually looks exactly like the Sinsum, which is like the original contraction we learned about in Kabbalah. Really? And to me, it's like she channeled what the Sinsum looks like, the original contraction that brings from source, ultimate energy into physical manifestation. its oh. I'll show you what image it is later, but I saw it just randomly because art would pop up in my Instagram. Yeah because I lo- love art obviously yeah and I used it I, I put like I, I gave her credit but I said like non-dual Kabbalistic healings and tower readings by Kate Wolf on top of it and then I was like art by Hilma of Clint. but I was like oh I hope her soul's okay with this because you know I'm honoring I'm sure but yeah no she is tapping into the other side with her yeah art. And I'm, ta- I'm getting my master's because Pennsylvania basically makes you get your master's to keep your certification, which at first I was annoyed about, but I am learning a lot. <laughs> um, but I just ordered a book for my class and I just want to tell you what it is. I want to get yeah. the exact thing because, you know, I, like I said, at first I was like, oh, I have to read a book and I have to do a book report. But then like she gave us a book list and the book that I chose, I'm like, wait, no, this is great. Your brain on art and like the, the cover is gorgeous. And I'm like, no, and, and, you know, as we're talking about imagination, creativity is linked, I believe to your third eye. Yeah. So I'm now excited to read this book because I'm wow. like, yeah, I want to see how our brains, change and what happens just by expressing, because art isn't just visual art, you know? Yeah. So That
0: you're, you're reminding me of a book that I remember reading. I feel like in it, I, I don't, oh, do I even, oh, I do have it. Have you ever read this book, Art and Physics? No. Um, so now I'm like, God, I need to re- reread this because it basically talks about how all these big art movements coincided with a lot of scientific discoveries. And mm. yeah, and it was, it's such a such a great book. It's like before I really got into like any spiritual stuff, I was like really into that book, but cool. I love that. I, I mean, I, I used to love art and I, uh, I'm making bracelets as well. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's just really important um, for everyone to do art no matter what. And I almost like, Oh God, I have so many ideas. I'm like, do you you ever teach art for like adults? Like, would you ever teach like spiritually opening up art for,
2: okay. I offered it from my house when I was in New Jersey a couple of times and it was lovely. You know, we definitely combined a meditation and just pulling from that other side and then also focusing on painting techniques and stuff. Yes. I would love to do that again um i also started what you would love a conscious dance party called break free um i saw I think- that on your website and i was like i don't know
0: if there's any other like anything else you can show me to make me love her more like this when i saw that i was like this is fucking amazing
2: talk
1: about i would it. love
0: Sorry.
2: to bring that back it what i i did 3 of them they were all successful very different vibes all different venues um I just, and then I met, while I had started that, then I met my friend, Jess Grippo, who has a dance, has a company, You Can Dance Again, so then it was like, it kind of felt like it fueled it, and if I did bring it back, I'd want her to be a part of it, because that was kind of my concept, is at any age, you can dance again, like, you can learn to move your body, but in a space That's not a grimy club where all of a sudden you feel a man's boner pushing up against you and their drinks spilling all over your nice outfit you care about. You know, it's a space where it's meant for dancing. Yes, you can connect to other people, but there should not be invasiveness like that. At mine, there was still alcohol. I wanted people to have a choice, but you had to be responsible. It's not a space for sloppiness or making someone else uncomfortable and that didn't happen at at any of them it was just a real fun space we loosened up a lot of comics came to all of them so yes I would love to bring that back but it was hard just on my own to the first one wasn't just on my own uh New York Comedy Club Emilio Savone he helped back that one but it's hard to do it the other ones weren't and it's just hard for me to promote and do all of it and then dance the whole night as well because <laughs> um, I, I love to dance and my mom was a professional dancer and an art teacher go figure um, we've got some issues but you know it's when I'm like I never want to be like you she's like oh really we also both make jewelry so it's, it's a joke but uh, we still we still are close even with oh. her
0: but she's not a comedian
2: but she wants to be and <laughs> She probably would be good, honestly. (laughs) I I hate to give her that because she probably have some Kate material. But I have some some Jane material, so. Then you need
0: (laughs) to have a comedy show with your son, you, and then your mom.
2: And that would be- I'd have to go after my mom so I could clear up all (laughs) the stuff she said, but that would be fine. I had to do that at a show once. Someone went before me their first time doing comedy and like their joke was about a high school incident. And the way he told it made me sound pretty slutty actually. And uh, it wasn't quite how that went down. So I had to like go, up, like I had to go up. I was headlining in the first 10 minutes was like defending myself. It was so awkward, <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> but not as awkward as when I did. Um, I headlined a show for an animal rights group. And right before they brought me on, it was like five minutes of animals being slaughtered okay on the big screen and then they were like coming to the stage (laughs) K. wolf and I was like well this is hard to pick up this vibe and they (laughs) did laugh at that but it was just like that is not what you bring me up to please oh my god it's like here's some killing and then here's
0: a different kind of killing
2: I remember whispering my friend I was like they are not playing this right now I'm so nervous the the other horrible one when I was brought up to I was doing like a famous uh, gay bar comedy show. I forget the name of the bar famous for how good of the show is. I was booked. And then the night before Whitney Houston died and they played like the whole 10 minute beautiful tribute and then brought me up. And I was just like, (laughs) I, you know what I mean? I, I, I like I tried and they were just so sad and like, I wasn't Whitney. And I couldn't be Whitney for them. And um, I felt really bad about like oh existing in that <laughs> Oh my God. So those and are that was my awkward. I will intro. never be
0: a comedian. I'm just too, like I just. Though. You, have, uh, you
2: have a lot of comedic parts to you, so.
0: Yeah, I like Never parts. say never. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, Kate, thank you so much. Please tell everybody how they can find you.
2: You can find me on Instagram and TikTok, the Kate Wolf, Kate Wolf on Facebook. If you'd like uh, a uh, healing tarot reading, it's K Wolf, W O L F F, 27 at gmail.com. And my podcast that Jennifer was just on is Invasion of Privacy. Her episode is called 30 shekels because we were talking about how it's okay to get paid as a healer, psychic tarot reader. And do you want me to pull a card for you before we go? I
0: would love it. I was just gonna say I was like, yeah, I forgot about that. But yes, let's do Let me pull one card it. okay and we
2: can end on that. Oh, and yeah. then also i'll be on um sacred if we have to promote that sacred comedy show yeah. november 18th at 7 30
0: yay and i cannot wait yeah you're gonna hear so much more about this show i am so excited for this fucking show um yeah november 18th sip studios jersey city and uh come see kate i mean come see the return of the og <laughs>
2: Thank you. And I will pull some cards on stage, not yes. too many. I know you do something like that as well.
0: You're going to do some. as much of that as you as I'll, you I'll, want. I'll,
2: I got some teaching material. The- I really been wa- dying for a uh, year yeah. now. Um, and oh, of okay. course, spiritual stuff. But um, what did I want to say? Oh, and I believe my friend, Jess Grippo, who is a dancer, comedian, yes. life coach, will be coming up for at least five minutes. She can Absolutely. sometimes dance interpret to my jokes where I tell a joke and she, so I think I know what joke she'll be there. She's great. Um, anyway, come out. So your card six of voices, this is a different deck. It's the muse deck. Mm -hmm. So you can see, I love the art though. So six of voices, which would be six of swords in the typical tarot deck. So six is a nurturing number and you Mm -hmm. are a nurturer. It makes me think of feminine energy, womb energy. You are here to help the divine feminine rise. I already know that, but it is part of your mission. You are learning to use your voice and to speak up while nurturing yourself. You talked a lot about your intuition. That is a big part of your journey right now. Trust your instincts, trust your body. It's the mind, body, spirit connection. So when you're feeling something's off, listen to it. And for me, if I don't listen to it in an emotional way, my body starts to break. It is so crisp, crisp. (laughs) I can barely say crisp, of course. It's so (laughs) clear to me at this point because I can feel that shift. So listen to your intuition, listen to your body, rest if you need it. Don't feel guilty. You are, I can feel it. You are in a creative state. It's like you have planted these seeds. I'm getting like that that field vibe, trust that the grass is sprouting. Things are manifesting, but because you're doing so much healing work, it has to be in alignment with what would actually make your soul satisfied because that's what you deeply pray for. So believe that a complex career and other things are on their way. It's just that you've planted these seeds, give it time to grow, but nourishment is the key. Watering that field. Giving yourself sunlight, giving yourself what you need. Part of following your instincts or intuition is I'm hungry for this. I'm feeling like I need a massage. Whatever it is that your instincts are saying, listen, it's helping to water the garden. And that's important yeah. for these things to be able to grow. And I feel like you and I have, you know, some collaborations in store for us. And I, I hope that's part of what's growing in the garden. I feel that as well. I would and,
0: love that. And we, we that is T TB, TBC. Like <laughs> that will be. We will just be discussing that this week. So, and keep thank you so up. Much.
2: keep speaking up. Your voice is important. Yeah. It needs to oh. be heard. Okay. So no. <laughs> 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 thank you
0: so much, Kate. As as I start screaming, I'm I'm like. I'm beyond grateful that this connection has been made and I'm so happy that you received me. And um, and I'm just so excited to see what comes of this connection and whatever we decide to make together or help yes. each other with. I'm so happy.
2: So- I feel the same way. I'm honored and it was a pleasure being on and I cannot wait to do the show, but I know we're going to talk before no, so I'm definitely excited. and thank you everyone so much for listening yes. and as reality shifts ride the waves stay calm your inner world and external world are connected so there you go <laughs> oh gosh i can write that down guys <laughs> all right thank you so much thank
1: you